No ketchup. No ketchup. What's really good, my people? Welcome into No Catch-Up Sports Talk via Chicago. I am your host, Sean Little. Big Nick the Quick with me on a Tuesday. March Madness. Sweet 16 is in play. We're going to give a little review of our first two rounds, our enjoying, our watching pleasure. Did we enjoy it? Did we not? (laughs) If you know me and and Big Nick, we're not big college basketball guys. You know what I'm saying? So we're going to talk about the tournament, do a little review there. NBA awards, we got to talk about the latest in the association. Joel Embiid is now the favorite by quite a wide margin uh, to win the MVP here. <laughs> so flip. Uh, it's, it's, it's actually really interesting. I actually talked to Tim Bonteps ESPN at the Garden the other day. He has a straw poll coming out that typically flips things. So I can, I can shed some light there. And uh, let's talk about NFL quarterback attributes that we think are the most important and then that will lead into some jets rogers talk what should the jets give up for rogers what's a fair trade for the packers to get in return because you know it's a new day in the nfc north you know what i'm saying justin fields running around people talking about the lions so we'll break it all down stay locked no catch on sports talk via chicago let's go big nick the quick what's going on yo how we feeling that sound a little better now yeah, you're good. Okay. All right. I was, I was, I was a little low for a little second. <laughs> no, nah, you're you good, man. We're, lo- we're loud and clear. We're locked in. Tuesday morning. Man, I'm good. How are you? Man, you know me. I got to tell you this story. I saw, about I saw, you, I saw you got a couple, couple shots up. <laughs> Yo, listen to this story. I got to tell the story of me getting some shots up at the Garden. Man. If you haven't seen the clip, go follow me on social at Chicago Flow, Twitter, Instagram. I'll put a couple up. I go to over to every shoot around for the Knicks. I go over to every pregame. I hang out. I talk to people. I watch I watch shoot around. I see what the vibe is like in the garden. And um, what's funny is Torian Prince was burning the net down. And he was out there for a long, long time in pregame. And he had a career game at the garden. I think he went eight, eight of eight from three. He cooked. But I'm on the sideline. And I'm doing some social hits. I'm doing stuff for work. And uh, World Wide West is sitting courtside. World Wide West. So he calls me over. And I had talked to World Wide West a couple different times. Just on some like, what's up? What's going on? And he calls me over. He's like, yo, where do I know you from? And I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, you know, we've talked. We've chopped it up a couple times on the sideline. But you know how it is, man. People on the people on the garden floor, people just everybody, you know what I'm saying? Everybody just trying to be cool, saving stuff to everybody. So like he didn't really know who I was, but we we had chopped it up a few times. He comes over, he's like, Where do I know you from? He's like, I'm like, Oh yeah, I work for the network, you know. I'm on I'm on a show typically right before the Knicks, right after. He's like, Oh, that's right. I seen you on that a couple times, blah, blah, blah. So we get to talking, we're just having a we're having a good time. He's talking to me about, you know. Everybody's feeling good at the garden because they're rolling, right? They're winning. He's all good. He's like, he's like, you play ball? I'm like, yeah, I play a little bit, man. But you know, like, I haven't played. I might be retired from four fives, man. Da 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 da. We start laughing about, you know, like body injuries and backs and legs. 
And he's like, he's like, you're not gonna knock a jump shot down. I'm like, come on, man, that's easy. Like, just don't, 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 don't do me like that. And this is pregame, right? So like, the Knicks had just cleared the floor. The the uh, the Timberwolves had just cleared the floor, so nobody's on the floor. He gets this dude to pass me to rock. He's like, all right, go ahead, go knock some down. So I got some shots up, missed a couple initially, but then knocked down a couple in a row. So I was feeling good. So that was a lot of fun. Right. Shout out Worldwide West. Shout out Worldwide West. And uh, so, so and got, got the, the footage. Yeah, it was great. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, that's that's amazing. Yeah, so he uh, he's great. He's super cool. But like I said, everybody's feeling good out there in the garden. Yeah, for sure. Because um, you know they're winning. They're the vibe. Winning. The vibe overall is good in New York right now, right? It's just good. Yeah, good news, no good news in the football world on both sides. Good news in the basketball world with the Knicks. No, what's going on in baseball? But yeah. Little fifty-seven from Randall last night was ridiculous. Yeah, I he, watched he, that. I, yeah, that was. And crazy. I think he scored like four or five points in the fourth. He could have. It, it was fifty-two through three. Yeah, there you and go. Ended That's with right. fifty-seven and almost yeah. imploded at the end of the game. Did you stay for the game? No, nah, I was working yeah. across okay. the street. We did a little bet cast, so I was working the game. But yeah, it was uh, it was a special performance for sure. I thought he was going for sixty. I thought <laughs> I thought he was going to break Melo's record. Should have. Yeah. So, all right, let's jump into this March Madness review real quick. Because, as you guys know, me and Nick aren't big college basketball aficionados, supporters, for multiple reasons. We're just not big. I'm just not a big supporter of the NCAA in general. It's kind of <laughs> so, dirty. So dirty. You feel dirty the, watching it. On top of the NCAA being a grimy organization. Criminal organization. <laughs> a grimy call it, call it organization. <laughs> The the product that they put out is not all that good. So it's like a double whammy of like, yeah, I'm straight off of this, right? But I will say this. March Madness, first couple days of the tournament, I don't have a dog in the fight ever. It is a lot of fun to watch. What do you think? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And like, I, I, I'll back up what you said, right? Like, we, we're not going to pretend to give you hard-hitting college analysis or pretend like we've been watching all year or like we have a pulse on what's going on. Obviously, you know, we'll gamble in some spots here and there, but we're not really locked in like that. And for me, college, like, yeah, hey, look, man, I get it. I, I'm not going to sit here and act like I don't get it. I get the emotional tie to it. I get the pageantry, especially when it comes to college football. I get the hype around the tournament. I get that people have that connection because you either went to school there or it's a region that you're from and you have more connection to those than your pro team. So I completely get it. And yeah, the first couple of days, that first weekend of the tournament, the Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday is awesome. I mean, you, you lock in, it's fun. you got multiple different games going in. You try, what I try to do is I always find like the last 10 minutes of close games. You know what I mean? So like, I'm not going to sit there and watch necessarily all of, uh, of all the games. But when it gets to that last 10 minutes, I notice a game was in five or six. I'm tuning in, and usually you get some good finishes. So I think you got a lot of that this weekend. Um, you also got a lot of the reasons why it is hard for me as a hard NBA guy yeah. who watches the games to watch college sometimes because, look, it's not it's not some big secret that the level of skill, there's such a difference between the NBA game and the college game as far as, like, just the skill, as far as the decision-making, as far as the pace of the basketball you know, that's why I think I pointed out Kentucky in the group chat the other day. You watch Kentucky, like they run a pro style type situation, yeah. uh, multi-ball handlers, perimeter yeah. guys, things like that. But you have, you know, guys like uh, who's the Purdue guy, Edie, like this guy puts up 30 points a game in college. Like this guy is not going to do anything in the NBA because he's not going to 
sit there and the ball in the post and be allowed to work and be seven for it. Yeah. So um, with that being said, man, there was a lot of entertaining stuff. I thought that, uh, you know, obviously having the FDU stuff was fun. Yeah, having another 16 beat a one, I think that's great. The Princeton story, shout out our mans from the town. Um, yeah. You know, that's yeah. huge. Like, yeah, it's great. It's been a great tournament. I will say that. There's been some really good basketball. Um, I think I like the fact that, you know, if you look at who's who's still left, yeah, you got some of your traditional blue bloods, but you also got some other teams that uh, it'd be cool to see win. Even like an Alabama, who we've seen them have a ton of success in football, not necessarily in basketball. Um, you know, I think it's cool to see teams like that really have a chance. And then obviously you got your Princeton's, your Florida Atlantic's. Yeah, uh, Atlantic team. <laughs> they yeah. got a fun ass squad. <laughs> yeah, they do. Yeah, I love yeah, it. Yeah, they got a fun ass squad. Yeah, the who's the my man? Who's my man from Kansas State? Oh, the point guard. Oh yeah, oh, um, bro. What's his name? That guy. That's actually <laughs> the one thing I will say about I what I do enjoy about watching the tournament is I I fancy myself pretty good at being able to pick up pick out guys that can play in the next level for sure. Like, guys that can really hoop or not. A great example is a few years back, I watched Austin Reeves play for Oklahoma. And I'm like, yeah, this dude can hoop. This is this is a next-level hooper. He was the best guy on the floor. Shot-making. You know what it is? It's just shot-making ability. Yeah. There's guys that are like, oh, if he can make that shot, then he going to play in the league. Like, that's it. And so in, that a, is and a non in a non superstar role, that's the thing, right? Like you watch him at Oklahoma, and obviously he's probably putting up twenty a game, right? You got to look at the NBA and be like, okay, can he do this in that eight nine points a game, fifteen six, you know, twenty minutes a night type situation, and kind of find his groove? Because to the point with like the Purdue guy, it's like he's not going to be able to do that. Like he needs to have the ball come to him multiple times per game. You know what I mean? Yeah, no doubt. So like Brandon Miller. Buddy on Alabama. He's a bucket. He's gonna play. He plays in the NBA. The NBA guy. The point guard on Kentucky with the dreads. I watched that guy for five minutes. Uh, what's his? The freshman. I don't know his name. He's oh, twenty-two. Um, twenty-two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't 22. know his name either. He's a professional. Do you think uh, Shwe- uh Sheboy is a is a pro? Is that the the dude grabbing all the boards? He's yeah, a, the undersized. big dude grabbing the boards. He's undersized. He's one of those dudes like he's got to find a niche. He can rebound league, his he ass can rebound off it. though, and he's a dog. He can uh, he's rebound. A dog. He's got the. He's got the. He, you'll give him a look because of how he plays. You know what I mean. Yeah. But if he can turn himself into like a Draymond type guy and be able to guard multiple positions and make up for the fact that he's going to be undersized as a big, yeah, he can. I would give a dude when you see a guy play like that with that kind of passion and intensity, like that doesn't go away. You know what I mean? So you got to yeah, give no, him a look he, for sure. I also think he might be twenty eight years old. And here's the other, yeah, but that's, like, that's another conversation. Hey, and like, well, here's another conversation, too. It's like, have we, I was thinking about this when I was watching, because I did look up, like, who are the top 10 draft prospects. It's another thing I look at before I watch a game, so I can yeah. look at a guy and be like, is this guy, do I see anything? Because a lot, of, a lot of yeah, these yeah. guys are exposed. Sure. Um, nine out of 10 of these guys, I'm sorry, eight out of 10, and the other, and the two that aren't are international guys are freshmen. And it's like, have we gotten to a point where it's like, yo, are we beginning to almost say, like, we're way overvaluing the fact that you're 18 as opposed to maybe being 19. Like it's a bad thing to be 19. God forbid yeah. you're 20. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? No, seriously. Yeah. Like, it's like, look at guys like Brunson who come in the league, Halliburton had played a couple years. Even Morant had played a couple years in college. And I get Morant was the second pick in the draft, but some of these other guys, it's like, you were so quick to be like, no, we want a guy who was just in high school. It's like the closer you were to high school, the more valuable you are to a prospect. I mean, Even if in college you went there and you did your thing. And we're not talking about 
24, 25-year-old guys. We're talking about 20 versus 18, 21 versus 19. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. That extra yeah. year for some of these guys, they develop, man. They get good. I'm watching some of these guys, and it's like you don't even see them on the draft board because they're 20. <laughs> like, what's going on? Yeah, no, that are is we a... trying to win now or in seven years? Like, I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to figure it out. Yeah. Man. And it's hard with the 18, 19 year olds. You can be talented as hell, but have no heart, no mental. Look at Ben Simmons, guys like that. You know what I mean? Like, you don't know about these guys. So I kind of like that second, third year guy. I understand the funny because Ben coming old, out yeah. was a way so, better player than he is now. Yeah. And it's put the same questions. They, they said he had no yeah. heart coming out. Yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> but yes, <yeah>. we, <laughs> it's been proven correct. How about that? Absolutely. All right, let's move over to the same hoops, but let's go over to the big dogs, the professionals, the older gentlemen. NBA awards, which will then lead into some NBA conversation. Wait, wait you didn't give me. You didn't give me who you think is going to win. We got to give. We got to give people the title. Who you yeah, yeah. Who do you got? Who I picked. You, I, I picked Houston. And I, I took Florida Atlantic on the Cinderella before the tournament started. So my boys are still alive. I think the way Florida Atlantic shoots it is a lot of fun. And they got a lot, and they and they got they're deep. They run like 10 guys, 15 plus minutes or something crazy like that. So they got a lot of guys that can shoot it. And they got guys that don't care about what people think because they try to do do windmill 360 windmills at the end of games. So they got a little bit of yeah, don't that, care. That, on that too. was ridiculous. So <laughs> <laughs> that was absolutely you, you ridiculous. might need that at some point in the tournament too. So that was ridiculous. Yeah, I rock it for the Atlanta. They got shooters. I got a. I got a surprise. I'm going Michigan State to win the title. Yeah, let's go Michigan State. That defense. Like uh, he's, he's got those Izzo dogs. I will say this: they play like the man, coaching. They, they play, yeah, coaching matters for sure. Like when more. it comes, especially in college ball, when it comes down the stretch, absolutely. just in big spots. That's why we know who Tom Izzo and these guys are. That's why he's are. always there. Yeah. Exactly. With no with no blue chippers either. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's just got a bunch of guys. So that is that 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 does matter. But yeah, I'll go Houston. They got a bucket. Bama is interesting. I like them a lot as well. I have them in a bracket, but yeah, I'll go Houston, Florida Atlantic. Damn, you did a bracket? From I, thought what you, I've seen. I thought you weren't a bracket guy. I'm not a bracket guy. I got yeah. I get finagled I, into I doing thought, them and I, I, I brackets lose, and fantasy football. That's two holdouts. Like I know. Yeah, you, I mean, I you, I'll you never, never do done. You still have never done fantasy. Football. I'll never do fantasy football. <laughs> never. Sean's the last. Don't hit up. me. Don't hit me on fantasy football. No yeah, thanks. Okay. Hey, MSG calls with the check for fantasy football. You're gonna have a line. Oh yeah. Well, if we got a show. <laughs> hey, <laughs> Call me Matt Barry. Like, uh, Matt Barry. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's starter sit with Sean Little. Yeah, starter sit. <laughs> No cap. Yes. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm all about it. Looking at sitting down Lazard here. He's going to be sending a group text. Who should I start on Sunday? Yeah, we all got that, it, man. PPR league, what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Let's get into these NBA awards. Embiid is now the almost two-to-one favorite, depending on where you're Crazy. looking across where, the market. Where was it last time we talked about it? Like last time we talked, it was yeah something about that. Jokic yeah. uh, was the was the guy, still could potentially be the guy. I think um, they were looking for a reason to not give it to Jokic. They lost four straight for the first time this year, mm-hmm. and it flips. Now it's not that MB wasn't balling because he was going crazy. The, Eight straight 30-point games. And the Sixers were balling, too. 
of 14. The Sixers before losing to the Bulls last night were 14 and three in their last 17, had won yeah. eight in a row. Okay. So that always helps. Do you agree with the flip and bead? This is what I've always said. Give it to them or not, the streets are gonna give one of those MVPs to Embiid. So yeah. if he was to win three in a row, 10 years from now, the argument when we're sitting at, at the crib having a a, a Modelo, it's going to be like, yeah, one of those is Embiid's though. So yeah, I don't sure. really care about that, right? But now it looks like he might be able to, to to clip that third one. He's been playing great ball. They've been going they, – they've been playing well. But um, I still think this year is Jokic has had a better overall season. Yeah, I mean, I think like you said, they were looking for a reason probably to give it to Embiid. And when they go on that losing streak, at the same time, the Philadelphia is surging and legitimately looking like the second best team in the East, if not the entire NBA at this point in time, because you know how we feel about the Boston Celtics on this podcast. We've been pretty clear about it, especially recently. Um, I think it was just bad timing. I will say this, though. It's not like if Embiid gets it, you're going to be like, oh, man, Jokic was robbed, right? Some of the Embiid numbers are ridiculous. Like Embiid leads the league in scoring. Embiid leads the league in free throw attempts, which I thought when they said that last night, which I think is the craziest stat in the world. Like he leads the league in free throw attempts as a seven-foot center. You know what I mean? And shoots like 85% from there. If you watch him, um, I know he ran out of gas in that that double overtime last night but and fouled out. And fouled out. Yeah, I had, I had, I had them on a, in a parlay too. I had Demar. Did you on the, yeah. Did that? Did that come through? It took I six under, quarters. I, I had under, under thirty three. Under thirty three and a half pra, and yeah. he didn't go. He he didn't go over till the second overtime. Is that when it happened? All right. Yeah. yeah I mean, man, look, a loss brutal. like that in six quarters. What are you going to do? Yeah. But um, I, I I I can't I can't be mad at the flip. I'll put it that way. I don't think it's ridiculous. Like I don't think it's I don't think it's crazy. I think if you look at again how Philly's finishing the season when it matters what Embiid's meant to that team, how he's played all year, the fact that he does lead the league in scoring. Um, and at the same time, you know, the Nuggets are slipping a little bit. I got no problem with it. To me, Embiid's been the MVP, honestly. Um, but, yeah, I got no problem with it. All right. I think everybody's talking about the the MVP, and I've talked about it a bunch overall. But there's a couple other spots that are really interesting. You want to talk about – Anybody other than those two? No, 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 no. Oh, the mean, other awards. Award. Okay. Yeah, 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 the yeah. other awards. I mean, Giannis is still live, by the way. Oh, well, really Giannis, you, you know what I say on this. Giannis, I think Giannis is almost like MVP fatigue because if you really look at it, Giannis should get the MVP every single year. Giannis is the most – I think I think you have a better Nuggets team if you take Jokic off than you do with that Bucks team if you take Giannis off. That's how much of like a – the, the, the cliche word force multiplier, I believe Giannis is. That's how good I think he is because it's the it's the it's the both ends. Like Giannis is their, by far their best player on offense and yeah. by far their best player on defense. I get Lopez is going to get Defensive Player of the Year. Drew is a dog one on one, but Giannis just does things as far as covering the entire floor for them that you just you can't really quantify. Like I think I think we don't appreciate. I think we're not appreciating yet what Giannis is doing right now because that team is ass. If you really look at it, it's, it's a big, it's a whole bunch of question marks plus Giannis. They just happen to all fit really nicely next to him. Yeah, I don't, he's the I mean, Drew's an all star. Yeah, he's fine. Like, Middleton's yeah. an uh, an all star for some he's people. Fine, not for me. He's fine. 
And then who else? A bunch of old guys. A fucking bunch West of old Matthews. guys. But fucking, they're excited to get England, England's, and fucking uh, uh, who's my man's boss man ninety nine. Like it's just a bunch of guys that no, fit all I, around I, yeah, them. But I've Giannis, been saying that. Giannis I, is, the, I, is the yeah. I really think they sh- they need to stop resting on their laurels with Giannis and go get him like a Dame. Dame. I, I, I've Brad been clamoring Hill. for Dame to go to Milwaukee for a couple of years now. I think the that's perfect the perfect player. fit. It's the perfect, perfect player. player to play with Giannis. Yeah. Oh, what, the one thing I did want to bring up. I talked to ESPN's <laughs> Tim Bonteps, and if you remember last year, it, Embiid was the favorite, and in the last 10, 12 games, it flipped, and Jokic ended up running away with it. And Tim Bonteps has one of the most influential NBA straw polls that is released for the MVP. He does, I think he does three a year, 2.0, at like 77% of everybody had Jokic. And the whatever this third straw poll says is going to be the one that wins the MVP. When's it, com- when's it coming out? He told me towards the end of March here. So probably like next week is what I would say. Yeah. Because he's asking real voters what who essentially who they're going to vote for. It keeps them anonymous. He doesn't say who's who. But um, he essentially says, yo, this is this is what it looks like. And that will be coming out. If everybody comes out and says Embiid, that number is going to go from minus two to seven or so six saying, or whatever so it is. Is now the time to get in on Embiid? Um, now, what we talked about is it's so subjective that it could come out 50-50. Embiid misses a couple games and then – It yeah. could come out 50-50. There could be people voting for Giannis. Yeah. So I think it's still what – I'm, what, I'm what I'm getting at is last year it flipped in the last week. It could easily flip back this week as well. I think Embiid and people want to give it to Embiid, so I, I'm I'm gun shy to to say anything about Jokic because I think like honestly deep down people want to give it to Embiid and they've closed the season strong and they're now the number two in the East. So he has a lot of things going for him that Jokic does not at the moment. It's really weird in sports, Nick, because. You almost get penalized for starting really hot. You want to be closing seasons really hot. Absolutely. If you go out and you're the number one seed from the start of the tape to the end, but at the end of the year, you kind of struggle a little bit. It's like, ah, yeah, they didn't really close the year that strong. Like, bro, I've been been the number one seed all year. Also, you know what else is dinging Jokic? The West is weak. And yeah. people and people and, every, think and, that. and everybody knows it. And people are like, "Yo, this conference is, is trash." People don't think it; they know it. It's like, trash. Jokic is the number one seed in a conference that's ass. So me, I mean, yeah, that's the de- other thing that's going for Embiid and Philly as well. And we could realistically say that Denver is the fourth best team in the NBA, right? Like it's a toss up between Denver and Boston for that third or fourth spot for me. Yeah, I mean, you could I, – I would say potentially some people might say the top four teams in the league are in the East. Cleveland or New York? Cleveland. Uh, New York is six in the in the NBA, I think. Yeah. So – Could the Knicks beat the Nuggets in a seven-game series? Sure. Sure. Also, let me ask you this. Have you seen anybody get extremely physical with Jokic yet? No. I know who will. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm talking about I'm – I'm not talking about Jordan rules. But he's good enough offensively skill-wise to to kind of curve that. 
But I still don't think anyone, even like on the rebounding end, gets physical enough with Jokic. Well, that's the question in the West, too. Put There's, a body on him every time down. The more physical, the better bigs are in the East, right? If you look at it, oh, you look course. at you look at Milwaukee, you got Giannis, right? All the, no, 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 no. You look at all, all the, bigs, the bigs are yeah. in the East. You look at Boston, you got you got Time Lauren and Horford. You look at Philadelphia, you got Embiid. You look at Cleveland, you got Mobley Allen. You look at the Knicks, you got Robinson Randall. You know what yep. I mean? It goes on. You know, and you look at the the, the Heat. Even you got Adebayo. You know yep. what I mean? You go to Toronto and all their length that they have, and even adding a guy like a portal. Yep. Um, you look at the West. It's like Memphis. You got Jaron Jackson, Stephen Adams. Eh, okay, Sacramento. I don't know if they, they have any size other than Sabonis, and he's not really yeah, a big like what? that. Phoenix. Gosh. Phoenix. Aiden. We already know he's he's charming. Uh, the Clippers. <laughs> Zubac. The Warriors. Yeah. The Warriors have never had size. Dallas, come on. Minnesota, they think they have size. You don't but think Kaminga got it? Kaminga? He's all right. It doesn't matter. Kaminga got it? Hey, if they have to get on an airplane, they're toast, so it doesn't yeah. matter. <laughs> For real. They, <laughs> beat, they beat up on Houston yesterday. I was going to say that they win yesterday. But, yeah, yeah, they won by 13. The spread was 11, so they covered that number as well. But this is actually an interesting segue into let's talk about some other awards. There's talking about bigs because that is interesting. I don't – I. People haven't been banging with, with with Jokic, especially on like the 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 boards is where I would love to see people just get more physical with Jokic. So, talking bigs, let's go over to NBA DPOY Defensive Player of the Year. Right now, I was sure I said it, put it on wax. Take Jaron Jackson to win DPOY. He is absolutely the runaway favorite. You're just fading on – you're just betting against him getting hurt. And now Brooke Lopez is the favorite at minus 160. Jaron Jackson Jr. is plus 150. What do you think about that overall? Because as a team, Milwaukee has been lights out on the defensive end. But overall – Sharon Jackson Jr. is a better defender than Brooke Lopez. A lot of, a lot of momentum has come out of that Memphis that Memphis thing. I think that Memphis is getting attention but, for all for every other reason except for basketball, and that hurts Jaron Jackson. Whether it's you the think, job you situation, think it has something to do with it. Yeah, whether it's the yeah, because I think when they were just, when it's just basketball, you really get to look into the team. There's so much noise around that team, a lot, and all of it self inflicted. You know what I mean? You got the Jaw situation. You got the Dylan Brooks situation. Multiple situations with Dylan Brooks. Um, and I think, again, with the fact that Milwaukee has been surging in the second half of the season, Milwaukee's been the best team in the NBA. And Brooke Lopez has been a big reason for that. Overall defensive rating, Memphis is still ahead of them. It's, I mean, it's basically tied. Two and a half blocks a game. 110.1 overall defensive rating. But, yeah, I mean, he's the best blocking big in the NBA. And plays perfect with Giannis. Their defensive scheme between him and Giannis works perfectly. I, he doesn't impact the game like Jaron Jackson Jr. does on the defensive end, though. When you take him off the floor, Memphis is essentially average on defense. This Lopez – the Brooke Lopez is real quick, just on a quick side note. Yeah. Brooke Lopez has one of the craziest careers I think we've ever seen in the NBA. The, he the was like a big time the, scorer, like you know, 20, 20, 20 point scorer type guy who then completely reinvents himself as like a, a three point big, a, a three point defensive big who is like timeless, and he's putting up sixteen a game right now at age thirty four. 
And he, he's playing almost every game. You remember when we used to make fun of this is a funny, perfect example, actually. I remember when the NBA first started to turn to where it was just like three or layup. Yeah. And Sergi Baca started shooting threes. And we were like, yo, what is this guy doing? Yeah, what's he doing? He was so ahead of the curve. But yeah, Brooke was like, wait, how do I elongate my career here? I like this here. I like it here. And he's like, oh, yeah, I just got to start shooting threes. And that's all he's done for the last eight years. He's been awesome. He's won a championship to yeah. doing it. He's going to win defensive player of the year. He's so, going to be in the league another five years, easy. Like, Six years. Yeah. If you would have told me five years ago that Brooke Lopez was going to win a DPOI, I would have laughed in your face. Like, no, there's just he's, no way. He's ever the most points he has since 2017. Yeah. Too. It's like offensively, he's also doing his thing for them. Like it, it is a crazy, it's just a crazy career arc when you look at it. Well, the him going to Milwaukee changed everything. Changed his life. It's like you have to. Well, it was just this is the thing about situations in the NBA. It was very clear direction. You either can knock down corner threes or you do not play. Yep. So he said, All right, cool. I'm Say knocking less. down corner threes, I guess. Yeah. And then he starts locking up on D and there's a presence down there. He rebounds well as well. I think he's in a contract year too. So yeah, I mean it's it's a it's a shout out, shout the, out the Lopez the trajectory brothers, on him. So you know, you you know how we feel about Rolo. Shout out Brooke Lopez too. <laughs> Absolutely. Shout out Rolo. Big Lopez twins I, fans here. Hey man, Rolo. Puts <laughs> That's your boy. Shit. You love That's that my, guy. That was my guy. He's a short little all star for sure. You want to talk about a dude that played hard? <laughs> Plays his ass off. <laughs> Robin Lopez was trash. Played hard. Hard. Impacted the game. For sure. Impacted the game. Had moments. There was Robert Did Lopez things. games where Robert Lopez is out there doing stuff. Yeah. Dude, he does things. Could Walker stuff. Kessler could Walker Kessler be a Robert Lopez if he keeps it up? If, if Walker Kessler is cold. Yeah, he is. Nice. I love Robin uh Walker Kessler's game. <laughs> he runs Kessler. the floor at Robin Kessler. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a newscast. Walker, Walker Lopez. If he yeah, he's gonna he's of course he's gonna have to learn how to shoot it. That's how you stay in the NBA. You can't shoot it. Pack it up. Yeah. You better be on a really good team where they don't need, they flat out need you to do one thing. You yep. better be P.J. Tucker. P.J. Tucker's awesome at what he does. But yep. the reason that he's awesome at what he does is because he's literally been on teams the last four years that need him to do one thing specifically. And, and he does it. And he does it. Quarter That's three. it. That's Quarter it. three and, be, and, and look tough. Play defense. <laughs> bother people. Shoot corner threes. Pass That's it. That's it. All these, so you yeah. would give you would give Brooke Lopez DPOY before yeah, James Jackson? I'm, I'm fine with it. Yeah, I am. I think that uh, there, you got to send some hard, hardware. To, you got to send some hardware to Milwaukee. Somebody's got to get it oh, over wow. there. You would be a terrible. You would be a terrible <laughs> voter. <laughs> I hope we never no, make actually, it big no, enough no, to no, make I actually, I'm gonna go ahead and say I believe, DPOY. I believe, I believe in his defensive impact. I'll say that. Okay, fair enough. I think Jaron Jackson is overall a better defender, has had a better you, you year. You could also give it to Giannis if he didn't get hurt. Has, yeah, I mean. You could give Giannis most improved player for being a fucking <laughs> <laughs> if, if, if you want to have that conversation, I'm available. Uh, Giannis most, most improved. improved. In the last, like, five years in the league. That's the funny. guy gets better every fucking year, and we pretend like it's not happening. You know those guys that are always talking about, like, the literal sense of the award? Well, like, if we're talking about most improved. Giannis. 
Giannis. <laughs> hey, but like for real though, does Giannis is Giannis getting better every time you watch him? That's what I. Hey, it's true. <laughs> he it's gets true. better every year. It doesn't make any sense. He's also yeah, it's crazy. Speaking of most improved, Laurie has been tape to tape minus four fifty over easy. at yeah, yeah that's over sure. at over at Fanduel, which is probably short to be completely honest. Yeah, it is. Um, he's minus seven hundred at Caesars. You, you might start in the all-star game. Once that you, happened, it was over with. If you want to tie up some bread, Lori has had a, such an awesome year. If you want to tie that with something else, I wouldn't be mad at Lori getting added to a slip. And then we go over to NBA six man of the year. I knew this was going to happen and I'm actually sick. I didn't grab Brogdon. He's now back to minus 175. Yeah. After quickly had that massive game against Boston, and he literally went to minus 155. So playing in New York can do for you. Minus 155 from like plus 200 in the matter of a week. And now Brogdon's back to being the favorite at minus 175. I would not be mad if you parlayed Brogdon six man and marketing most improved. I think that's a winning ticket. That'll probably pay even money right around it. So I wouldn't be mad if you wanted to tie that up. I believe the only place you can minus, tie up minus one hundred nine. Yeah, I, I I really like that ticket. If you want to if you want to get some action, oh, go tie up minus one hundred nine six six man of the year Malcolm Brogdon and most improved Laurie Markin. And I think those are done and dusted here with 10, 10 games left. So that's you want th- to add, the, add in the NBA MVP? No. <laughs> I won't get greedy on. What is it? Do you have the number? Uh, yeah. Let's see. Plus two oh two fifteen. Yeah, give a give a guess. What do you say? Plus two fifteen. Plus one ninety three. Plus one ninety three. Yeah, that's about right. Okay. So Mike yeah, Bra- no. Coach of the Year is not even available. Is Mike Brown? Did they already send him that award or what? Yeah, I don't. I didn't even. If hold Mike on. Brown doesn't get Coach of the Year, then it's not a real award. I don't man. even think we give him Mike Brown credit on the pod this year, man. That's crazy. I don't, man. You know where I'm at on him. But, yes, he has he's been what? sensational. Wait, wait, where are you with Mike Brown? I'm not a big fan. Why? Just from back in the day. The Cleveland Mike Brown? Yeah. I thought he was getting too much love. And then he got love on that war, that Warrior staff. And it was like, this dude just bumps. He went from I mean, LeBron to Curry to. He, he deserves a love but, in Sacramento. Absolutely. Yeah, he's no, he's doing French, a phenomenal that's a, that's, a, that's a complete 180. Like we haven't yeah. seen. That team's been waiting I, to be good for years. This is a personal problem. I tend to like hold these grudges. Like I'm like, oh, I'm not a fan. It was like, like I'm talking about like 10 Mike years Brown ago. Brown can win a champ- <laughs> Mike Brown can win a championship. Yeah, but he's all right. <laughs> Mike Brown can win a championship and you you wouldn't you wouldn't uh no, I, I, I'm, of- I'm being unfair, but yeah, he's done a phenomenal job and he just has them believing and playing. Very modern offensive basketball. It's fun to watch. Their offense is crazy. Speaking of yeah. speaking of Sacramento and the NCAA tournament, I know what your answer is going to be on this one. When did when did you know De'Aaron Fox is going to be the one? Man, a long time ago. It was that tournament for me. It's the tournament game against Lonzo. Remember, it was Lonzo versus the, De'Aaron him, Fox. Him versus Lonzo. And De'Aaron Fox phenomenal. ate him up. Yeah, he <laughs> ate <yo>. him up. <laughs> And it, was, it, ate him up. and it was that thing too where Lon, it was UCLA Lonzo the 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 next coming of all the hype of uh it was a mix between Magic Johnson Steve Nash like he was getting crazy comps Lonzo point guard ever yeah. yeah as he was coming out 
and yeah, De'Aaron Fox went crazy on him in the tournament. Um, but yeah, a long time ago, man. His what the there's just guys. I've said this multiple times. There's guys that are just different with the rock in their hand, the ball at their feet, the way the football comes out of their hand. He's up there with when he has the ball in his hand, he's pushing the break. Lonzo, no, Fox. Oh, dear, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah speed, it's different. Yeah. It's just, sure. It just it's, looks it's, different. It's crazy that, and I'm still not gonna tell, I'm still never gonna say this was a good trade, but it's crazy that getting Halliburton out of there and just saying, Nope, it's De'Aaron Fox show, like we don't want anybody else in the way, yeah, has actually turned around for them. And I still think Halliburton, and Halliburton was an all star, I still love Halliburton in long term, still think he's gonna be phenomenal, but it's. It took a lot for them to look at that and just be like, no, we'd rather just take another all-star and Sabonis and build our team around Fox and Sabonis, which the third in the West. And I'll say this. Don't fall asleep on them in seven games. Who, the they Kings? Yeah, they can't defend yeah. anybody anybody at all. But if you if you fall asleep, they're going to hang 140 on you. No question. That's what they want. That's the whole plan. That's the whole plan. That's the plan. The plan is here's one forty. Yeah, this if here's one forty. Can you score one forty one? That's the plan. Exactly. That's hundred percent. We're gonna lie to you, but will the ball go in? Yeah, for sure. But can you do it? No doubt. All right, let's move over here to the average one hundred and twenty one points a game. Yeah, oh, it's the best offense in the NBA. Yeah, for sure. No question. Absolutely. So, let's move over to the NFL. I had an interesting question for Big Nick the Quick. He was trying to back out of it already. By the way, when I sent it to him, he he. No, no, I was. I, we needed we needed parameters. <laughs> the question I I brought to Nick the Quick was, what are the most important attributes to you when talking about a franchise quarterback? Is it arm strength? Is it leadership? Is it mobility? Is it toughness? Is it... I think those are like the big ones. Intelligence. Intelligence, leadership. It kind of all starts to meld together. But Big Nick the Quick, where would you put... And then you could get broad with it, like... What's more important, on the field or off the field? Because when we're talking about quarterbacks, and I know a lot of people had issues with that Deion Sanders clip of him hanging out with the white folks and chuckling about how he likes poverty kids to play defense and smart kids to play quarterback, essentially is what he said. But He said, he said what a lot, of, a lot of these coaches are thinking. Trust me. <laughs> he, there's, you, you have to be very particular about your situation picking a quarterback is like picking a life partner, a girlfriend, a wife. Like they have to be what how you see a partner being for a long period of time. And if they're not that, the shit's not gonna work, and you're gonna get fired and you're gonna lose your job and looking for work at another franchise. So, Nick, tell me. Well, how about this? We'll do three. Uh, no, I got it. I got yeah, it. Yeah, okay. yeah. Talk, okay. No, no, go, no, go ahead. Because tell me, because <laughs> I, I think it'll just be a, a better conversation, more fluid. If you just tell me yeah, what I'll do you, you what do you think uh, is – go from go from last up, like three, three, two, one type. No, I'm going to tell you from the first. So okay. I think by far, without a doubt, right, 
outside of all the intangibles, everything else that you can talk about with a quarterback that all matters, number one, your guy has to be good enough. So skill is the number one most important attribute in a quarterback. Whatever that skill may be, right? If your guy is an athletic mobile quarterback, then he needs to be very talented at that. So if you're your picking Anthony Richardson number one then? No, 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 no. Because I'll tell you, because there's there's other things. We're talking about a list of skills. See, that's the thing. A franchise quarterback has to have multiple different skills that they're good at, or multiple well, you different said number one, multiple though. different attributes, though. But you have to have. You can have the most skilled guy, but if he doesn't have everything else, it doesn't matter. All right. You can have guys that have a whole bunch of other things. If they're not skilled, it does not <laughs> matter. All right. There've been plenty. There've been plenty of guys who have everything else, but I think at the end of the day, your guy has to be able to get it done. He doesn't have to be the most talented guy. He doesn't have to be a freak of nature, but he has to have the required skill to succeed in the NFL, All right. right? Arm has to be strong enough, right? Got to have the vision. Got to have the precision, the accuracy, all those things. Okay. Because you just can't do it if you don't. Next thing. I think it's that leadership. You got to have a guy who not necessarily needs to be the most vocal leader in the world, right? That's great for some guys. Some guys lead a different way. But a guy who leads, a guy who's accountable, a guy who sees himself as that leader and carries himself around the building that way. If you look at a lot of stuff that came out about Hurts this year, it was a lot of it was how he carried himself around the building, right? He just, you talk to him, you see him, the way he handles it, the way his teammates look at him, the way his teammates talk about him, like he is the leader. Guys are going to follow his lead. He's going to hold himself accountable. He's going to hold other guys accountable. Right. And to me, the greatest franchise quarterback of all time is Tom Brady. So that's where I'm getting at. Right. If you want to know the mold of franchise quarterback, it's Tom Brady. Tom Brady was the most talented player in the world. Definitely the best leader in the NFL when it came down to it. Um, I think next thing is that poise. Right. That demeanor. Right. Whether that's getting fired up when you need to be fired up, but also not panicking when the going gets tough. Right. When shit's when you when you're down. You're down 21 to three in the Super Bowl or whatever the case may be, and you got to come back. Do you have a guy who's not going to panic, or do you have a guy that's going to fall apart? Right? That might be before the game going into a big game. Just being able to deliver in that moment and your that's mentality. Mental. That's mentality, the mental. Yeah. yeah, the mentality, right? That poise, yeah. that mentality, right? And uh, after that, yeah, I think the intelligence, right? I think you have to have a guy who understands the situation, has the mental capacity to be able to break down the situation. And do the right thing. So those are my top four. But you cannot do it without the skill. I, again, you could have, you could be great at those other three things. The NFL is just a fine line between you can play in this league and you cannot. And if you're under that, it does not matter because the guys in this league are too good. So that's why I put skill first. Everything else you can kind of work with. If you just don't have it, you can't play in this league. I think skill is the last. Interesting. I think skills the bottom of the barrel because there's been a lot of guys that have been successful in the NFL that don't have a lot of skill. Drew Brees was just accurate. He's he had but one skill. skill. He but but he was he was accurate. He was all mental. Peyton Manning, if you really want to keep it one hundred, couldn't throw a spiral. Not like not a lot of skill at all. But when we're talking about. The mental side, the leadership side. But those guys could make all the throws that you needed to hey, make. Hey, Nick, man, you know when you're in a, a healthy relationship like you are, like I am, and you just lay your head very comfortably at night? That's what you want to do with your quarterback, and that is just about being a leader. And you Leadership is number one. 
You want to be that, – that's about accountability and all that. If I can't count – if I know I'm worried about what said player is going to be doing at night, what said player is going to be doing in the offseason, what said player is just not accountable, I think that's the most important. Then we start talking about mental capacity. Do they – how do they process the game? That's number two. What are they looking at? How do they go about their business in the film, in the study? How do they get things done? Number three for me is then talent overall. That That's what we're talking. Like, th- oh, there's so, like uh, those two examples of Drew Brees and Peyton Manning are perfect on the mental side. They didn't have a lot of skill, but they knew the game in and out. I think, I think Manning had a lot more skill than uh, than Breeze. Breeze is probably your best example, I feel like. But Breeze could make every throw. I'm talking about can the, there are guys that just cannot make the NFL throws. I, could, Breeze Peyton, didn't have the biggest Peyton, arm. Breeze was the This is the guy. thing. Those Peyton guys Manning make the throws. Peyton Manning couldn't make the throws, but it looked like he could make the throws because he was letting the ball go so early and knew where he had to go with the rock. So early that the, the throw was there. You the understand what made. I'm saying? There, and there are some guys who cannot make the throw, is my point when I say skill. But I guess there's two. I should have used a different word. But you know what like, I'm yeah, saying? Like yeah. physically, they can make the throw. But like Peyton was knocking those down because he just knew where there was where the space was going to be. He had anticipation like others didn't. That that's where it gets a little different. But if you don't have the arm, or I guess not even the arm, but again, just the ability to make the NFL, you know what I mean by the NFL throw. Can you yeah. put the ball in a window? Yes or no? Sure. Right? A lot of, of guys can't put the ball in a window. That's what I mean. Like you have to be able to. But what to do I'm that. saying is that you have to know where the window is, is at, and it's going to be. And you can't do that without the, the leadership, the preparation, and the football acumen to find those windows. Because you don't. In, in the NFL, stuff moves so quickly that you don't see windows and then throw them. You need to know that the window is going to be there before it e- it's even there. Yeah, but if you can't make the throw, it's not going through the window. We're 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 saying the same thing. But yeah, for sure, yes, absolutely. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. I, yes, I understand what you're saying. Tua Tagovailoa is another guy that's just very accurate. Doesn't have a big arm, but football acumen is is top tier. He knows where to put the ball when it, where to go with it. So yeah. Yeah, and I, then there's I, a lot of guys who don't have those other things but have a ton of talent, right? That's that's you know your uh, I don't know. I mean, we could we could throw out some guys. I don't know why I'm blanking on ultra talented guys who don't seem to be able to get it done. But oh, like Kyler Murray, ultra talented. Yeah, the zero um, football acumen. Um, Kyler Murray. There's so many men. Lamar. Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield for sure. Super talented dude. Has a big enough arm to get it done, definitely. Super talented guy. But... Kyle Bowler. <laughs> Kyle Bowler. <laughs> Mitch Trubisky. Mitch Trubisky is great. Hey, physically, I can see how you look at Mitch Trubisky in a workout and you're like, wow. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, what I, you know what's funny? Is yeah. I, I disagree with you a little bit on that. Oh, is that because I've seen... I, 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 if I, I watched the tape and I was like, this guy's solid. I mean, I'm not, I'm not selling my life to move up to get like that talent didn't jump off the page like that. That's why it was always dumbfounding to me. It was like you weren't watching Lamar Jackson tape. Yeah, but Mitch could make some throws that like the throw, the throw in the playoffs where it went through my man's hands. Like that was a fucking dive. 
Uh, you remember what? What? Remember the, the, the playoff game? You talking about when, this year? No, but when he was on the Bears. Oh, when it went through it, when it went straight through my man's hands in the end zone, like shit, like that. When you're when you're fucking in shorts and you're making throws <laughs> like that, yeah, like that throw was ridiculous. That no, throw yeah, was, true. and not too many guys are making that throw. You know what I mean? Just the distance, the accuracy, where he put that ball. That's what I'm saying. So you can do shit like that when you don't put put a helmet on or any pads. Once he put on pads, he sucked. So that's what I'm saying. Like in a workout. Sure. Yeah. Just like in the combine. Some guy runs a 4340. Zach Wilson. Yeah, absolutely. He sucks. He's terrible. All mental. Doesn't have it. For sure. So that's what we say. But that's actually a great point. That's probably why Salah went off him as soon as he did, because it's like, hey, the second he couldn't take accountability for his play, it's like, oh, this guy, we can work with him sucking. We can try to make him a good quarterback. But that's we're what I'm to, saying. We're that's why it's Mike fucking one. White here. It's not like we're turning to fucking some Heisman Trophy winner. But it's yeah. like, this guy can't take accountability. You got to go. do it. So, yeah, you're probably right. Maybe I would flip the the uh, the the, uh, the leadership one to one, but I'd still put Skillet too. That's why I have Bryce Young. <laughs> Still the best quarterback coming out. I just can't get over the poise, the mental capacity. And it's not like he was playing at BYU. He was playing, he was playing Florida, Georgia, the biggest, the biggest of the big, the best of the best. So and he's the smallest of the small. So you hope you get him an offensive line that can protect him. Because if that dude gets hit, it might be game over. <laughs> All right, let's close the show out with this Aaron Rodgers talk. What is he worth? What's the hold up here? <clears throat> what do you think the hold up is? Is it, just, is it just waiting? Well, they're saying compensation is the hold up. Obviously, if you're the Packers, you want to get as much as you can for them. I think the Jets are trying to play it like, well, he doesn't want to be there, so let's just work out something nice and let's let's just kind of end this. And the Packers are like, no, absolutely not. We have Aaron Rodgers. We have the asset. We want to hold out for everything possible. I think they uh, they obviously – so the Jets have the 13th pick coming up in the draft. The Packers want that in addition to more compensation. And I think the Packers also have the leverage in the sense that they're in no real rush to move him, right? I think if they move him now, there's a big cap hit. If they wait till after June 15th, the cap hit lessens significantly, Right. So if you're the Packers, you're just going to sweat these guys out. It's like, hey, either make it now or we got till June that we can wait. And if you're the Packers, someone brought up a great point. Stafford, right? When he wanted to leave Detroit, Detroit today, where do you want to go? We'll make it as easy as possible, right? Matt Ryan, when he wanted to leave Atlanta, where do you want to go? We'll make it as easy as possible. You've been a great citizen. You've been great for us. (laughs) If you're the Packers and this guy wants to go somewhere, you're saying, fuck you. We are going to make this as difficult as possible because over the last three years, all you've done has been an asshole. I don't but, know, I, I thought, but I thought they were trying to just rid themselves of this. No, no, no. But now that they have, hey, he's come out and said he doesn't want to be here anymore. Cool. We're just going to we're going to slow roll this. Aaron, we know you want to go there. We're going to get what it's worth. You're up in 13. And if you're the Jets, you know it's eventually going to happen. You're in New York. Eventually, the fans are going to get on Ruley. Like, why haven't we made this deal? Why aren't you including pick 13? This is bullshit. Yeah. That's what's no. going to happen. And the Packers know that. I love what the Packers – if I'm the Packers, I'm not even – I'm not making any calls. Nope. Nope. I'm Lamar Jackson. Nope. Okay, let me ask you this. Matt yeah, Stafford. 13. Matt Stafford, when he went from Detroit to L.A., went for two ones, a three, and a starting quarterback. Yep. A, a starting quarterback. Is 
it's two ones of three and another player enough or do yeah. you want all yeah, I don't think, think that's enough. I don't. I don't think the. I don't think the the Jets are trying to do that. I think their point is that we don't know if Aaron Rodgers is going to be around long enough. Matt Stafford, if you really want to be honest, well, was that's the for whole situation. He might still be on the roster, but he was around for one year. Matt Stafford is done. <laughs> okay, I get what it you're was saying, a one yeah. year trade, but yeah. yeah, that's what they're saying. <laughs> so it was fine. The one year you would take out, two. You point. would take two ones and a three. Fuck yeah! I don't think they're willing to give that up. Like it's got to be at least multiple ones, right? No, there's that's that's what they're saying. I mean, the, you know, it's it's the report is the Packers or the 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 Jets don't want to give up. They don't want to go up thirteen. They have thirteen this year. And they don't want to give that up. That's fine. Go. What about the two years? What about the next? Oh, two? if I'm the Packers, I want thirteen this year. I gotta start. I gotta put guys around Jordan Love. How funny whoever. is it going to be when they get thirteen and then immediately draft an offensive player when when Aaron Rodgers couldn't get one for fifteen seasons? I know I would too. <laughs> I would too. I would too. They're going to get thirteen from the Jets and then immediately They're draft get Jackson and Smith and Jogba. Yep, yep. It's straight up, they're going to get a fifteen season wide receiver. And then Gutenkos is going to go up there and be like, "Yeah, we just thought it was time to draft an offensive player. Yeah, we just need offense now. We want to give Jordan what he needs to succeed." <laughs> so I think that's what's Has happening this been here. Self, this, so this is. This maybe part of this is self sabotage from in Green Bay the last couple seasons. Maybe no, they what do you mean? They went to the NFC championship game fucking two yeah. years ago. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, I, no, I, I don't I think just, it's self sabotage, but I think every, what you're seeing right now is a good old fashioned standoff because you have they had they're in no rush to do Rodgers any favors. Like, yeah, we'll trade you to the Jets, but it's going to be on our terms. And again, the Jets eventually are going to feel the pressure. Because it, it, it's March. Yeah. We're talking about three months of Aaron Rodgers just dangling out there saying, I want to play, and you haven't made the deal yet. Eventually, they're going to be like, fine. I think the Packers can slow. And the best thing is that the Packers take, the longer they take, the more chance they have of getting that extra like $20 million in cap relief. So they really don't give a shit. I think it's something where it's like $40 million cap hit if they trade it before the 5th, June 15th. And it's like $15 million afterwards. So they're fine. Huh. But the draft is coming up. So they're really going to be yeah, like, hey, we want they... 13. Clock is ticking. Because if you don't give it to us before, so if we don't get this pick, then we're absolutely not then trading what? him until June 15th. Then we're not trading him until after June 15th. Right. We'll trade him now if we can get a pick now because we got to get to work. But if you're not going to give us that draft pick or multiple draft picks in this draft, then we'll see. Hey, Rodgers will be on June 15th, and his ass isn't going to show up till he has to. So the Jets then should wait then. The Jets? Yeah. Well, but you want him in the building. Is is him being in the building worth the 13? Probably. I, I would think so. I, my point was if I'm the Jets, I'm take whatever for Aaron Rodgers. What do we give a fuck up? Yeah, fine. what are we waiting on? What we're, are we waiting we're on? We're yeah, we this is if, we're, this is if we feel that this is a Super Bowl winning move, let's make the move right now. I don't know what they're I don't know why they're playing hardball. Because it's because of 13. Because <laughs> of 13. They want to pick. It's interesting, man. Don't you I, want Aaron Rodgers so you can win a Super Bowl? You're going to get Aaron Rodgers because Aaron Rodgers is not going to play for anybody but the Jets. You yeah, know what I'm saying? This is, that's, why it's such an that's why it's such an interesting situation. Hey, Packers fuck around and be like, come June, you don't make the right deal. Be like, we'll just leave this man on our roster. We don't have to pay him if he doesn't show up. No, nah, they can't do that. It's too much money. How dug in are you? Hey, man, they got no owner. They can't do that. Sell some more shares to, no the <laughs> shares to the team. Sell some shares to the team. They got the owner. Uh, everybody then, meet everybody down at the local yes, watering yes, hole. Yes, and yes. what we're going to do about Aaron Rodgers. We're going to have a couple few lighting kugels and we're going to talk about this. <laughs>
some kugels and cheese curds, and we're going to talk about this at the fish fry. Uh, that's great. <laughs> Alright, we're gonna leave it there for Big Nick the Click. I am your host, Sean Little. No catch on Sports Talk via Chicago. Follow us, subscribe, tell the homie to tell a friend, to tell another friend, pass the links. You already know how we do. We'll see y'all next week. No catch on Sports Talk via Chicago Rounding.